Okay, so as we know, this week's Parsha is Parsha's Dvarim. We're starting an entirely new Sefer, Kiyadua. And what is the Sefer of Dvarim called? Each of the different, each of the different Svarim in the Torah, the Chamishi Chamishi Torah, each have their own individual names. Sefer Hayashir is Sefer Bereshis, right? Torah's Koyanim is Vayikra, right? Right. We have Dvarim is, what's, this, what's Dvarim called? Mishneh Torah. Mishnah Torah, the Gemara calls it. Mishnah Torah, the Ramban has a beautiful Agdama to explain that why is the Sefer called Mishnah Torah? So Lashon Shinun, Lashanin, is to like learn or to repeat or to do Chazara. So a lot of the, a lot of the reason why the Sefer Dvarim is called Mishnah Torah is because it's a repetition to a large degree of that which is said previously. However, says the Ramban, there's a few other points, a few other halachas that, have not, that were not mentioned before. For example, Moshe Shemra, for example, Yibum, these are all discussed in Sefer Dvarim only. So the Ramban actually goes an interesting explanation as to what, why exactly it's called Mishnah Torah. Right, because it's not all Mishnah Now there's an interesting Gemara, the interesting Machlekes in the Gemara, it's, it comes up a few places, in Mesech Nadarm, I believe, in Mesech Sukkah, very possibly, no, no, no maybe Bav Metziah, about whether we're Darshan Smuchin or not, right? Do we Darsh, are we Darsh Smuchin? It's a big Machlekes in the, in the Gemara, do we Darsh, so what does it mean Smuchin? Smuchin means things that are juxtaposed one to the next. You have one mitzvah that's juxtaposed another mitzvah. Is there some inherent connection or not? So it's a big machlegis, whether we say, it's, whether we say the fact that Torah puts two ideas together in the rest of the Torah, in the other four books of the, four books of the Torah, is there a, 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 some level of meaning behind it, deeper meaning behind it, the Torah juxtaposes. However, though, everybody agrees. When it comes to Mishnah Torah, for sure, Darshan Smuchin. The question is, does it apply to the other books of the Torah itself or not? So with that in mind, let's take a look at what's going on over here. You know, Sefer Dvarim, Moshe Abeno speaks very harshly to Klal Yisrael, gives them a lot of musr, very intense. Now, a lot of it's a little, a little bit veiled, this Beremes, right? Rashi tells us why did Moshe Abeno do this specifically now? Because he, ne- he knows he's about to die. He knows he's about to die, and as a covered to Klal Yisrael, he does it at this very moment because he doesn't want to make them feel uncomfortable or to feel embarrassed later on. He has to tell them what he has to tell them. He has to give them Moser, but at the same time, he doesn't want to overdo it or do it in a way that would hurt their feelings. He does a Beremes. But there are actually a few times in this, in this parsha where he actually speaks very, very direct, very clearly, specific, referring specifically to things. So what, where do we see this? Where do we see this idea that uh, Moshe Abenu speaks very strongly to Klal Yisrael? So it's interesting, in the context, he speaks about the Memoriva. The Memoriva, again, we spoke about it at the time. In Parshas Chukas, was the bitter waters. The waters of Klai was complaining they didn't have water. And Moshe Abenu, Hashem commanded him to go and to speak to the rock. And he, unfortunately, the Torah tells us that Moshe Abenu hit the rock instead. And he's speaking about, but interesting, in the context of the Maraglim, he's saying, Zulas, Zulasi, He's saying that Klal Yisrael, the whole rest of Klal Yisrael, except for Yoshua, except for Yoshua ben Nun and Kalev ben Yifuna, are not going to enter in the land of Israel. Why? Because they, they were chayta bechet hamaraglim. Because they sinned with the chayt of the maraglim. So in that context, speaking specifically about the maraglim, he says, Oh, and by the way, God also got upset at me. Interesting words over here. Big lalchem, because of you. So how do you understand that? I mean, it's a rhetorical question, but how do you understand what Moshe Ben is saying? It seems to be he's blaming Klal Yisrael for the fact that he's not able to enter into the land of Eretz Yisrael. And all the Mepharshim are bothered by this. The Kliyakr says, Why Moshe Abinu is mixing in the whole concept of 
of the Meimariva together with the Meraglim. The Ramban has a whole has a whole kasha. Why is it he's specifically mentioning it? There's two separate points here, two separate periods of time, two separate this, two totally disjointed and disconnected episodes that happened in Klai Yisrael. Why is Moshe Rabbeinu mixing in the Meimariva together with the Merag, with the with the Meraglim? Seems to be a little bit strange. The lashon that we said before, because of you, seems to be a little bit very intense. I mean, we understand that we're not looking to blame Moshe Rabbeinu. It's you know not for us to point it out, but the Torah already says, Hashem's blaming Moshe Rabbeinu. So why is Moshe Rabbeinu turning around to Klal Yisrael and says, the reason why I can't go into Eretz is because of you guys. Why is Moshe Rabbeinu doing that? It seems to be a little bit intense. It seems to be he's blaming Klal Yisrael that he couldn't go into the land of Eretz Yisrael. It doesn't pass. It doesn't seem to fit a leader. A real true leader is a leader of someone who takes personal achrayas. They don't look to blame others. They don't look to push off the blame onto other people. And yet Moshe Rabbeinu, it seems like, which is why we have to understand why, it seems like Moshe Rabbeinu is blaming Klal Yisrael for the mistake, again, on his level, that seems to be him, not Klal Yisrael. And yet he's saying, Big because of you. How do we understand this idea? How do we, this is the question I have personally. How do we understand the Pasuk? So good. So I, I want to give an interpretation, and maybe we'll hear a, a, a different, maybe different ideas, and maybe I'll even Baruch Hashem into what you're saying. But I want to suggest like this. There's an interesting phenomena in, it's in science, it's also in, in philosophy. But there's a certain concept called the butterfly effect. Have you guys heard that, phrase, that, that term before? Oh. The butterfly effect, just for, just for simplicity, for, for those who may not be well-educated, who may not know, I assume everybody is, but I, I have to remind myself, there's a very famous concept called the butterfly effect by a mathematician, his name was Edward Lorenz. And he had, this, he, had a, he, he had a statement like this, the fluttering of a butterfly's wing in Rio de Janeiro, amplified by as- atmospheric currents, could cause a tornado in Texas two weeks later. The small pitter-patter of a butterfly has such massive effects later on down. It's called what we call a ripple effect. You can have one little movement over here, which will have mass impacts over here. Because why? The entire concept is, is that no such thing, that two things are disjointed and disconnected. Everything is inherently connected to each other. We live in a reality where everything is inherently connected. This causes this, that causes that, that causes this. There's constant ripple effects that are going on day to day. When Claudius Yisrael is holding in a massive, where they're doing Averis, where they can make a mistake. That has a massive impact on the rest of Klal Yisrael. As we know, Psal Salanter famously said, there's a few different versions of exactly what his phrase was, but the phrase that I heard was, is that if a Jew here in Vilna is keeping Shabbos in the, in the way that the Lacha should be, then a Jew in France is not going to be Mechal Shabbos. You hear that? Because there's an inherent connection, inherent connectivity. We understand that. It's, we, it's not a new idea in Halacha. It's called Arvus. It's called Arvus. Kol Yisrael Arvim Zelazeh. We spoke about this a couple of days ago about Achan, that he broke the that he broke the cherim. And the fact that Klaishal entered into the land of Israel created an inherent connection between the rest of Klaishal. So if he gets punished, God's Klaishal gets punished. Because there's an inherent connectivity that we have between each other. That when I'm not holding where I'm holding, it's gonna create a massive ripple effect, create a taina, create some type of lack of shmira that Klaishal is gonna have a God forbid, God forbid, should have a tragedy. It's a very, very scary thing. So to repeat back now, to, to kind of circle back to the question we have about Moshe Rabbeinu, which is, why is he blaming them? Chas Moshe Rabbeinu is not blaming Klal Yisrael. Ad Rabbeinu, no, he's not. 
the Mishnah Torah, again, this is the idea of, of teaching Klal Yisrael, of setting up Klal Yisrael with the right attitude of what does it mean to, when they're ent- ready to enter into the land of Eretz Yisrael. But Shabin is giving them a hashkafa, saying, you're entering into the land of Israel, this is the proper attitude you're supposed to have regarding each other. Big Lalchem, the reason why I was possible and able, God forbid, to sin when it came to the Meimariva was only because it had already, the level had already been lowered down by the Meraglim. Once there already was a matzav where Claudius Yisrael was holding that they had a lack of amuna when it came to Hashem's promise entering the land of Israel, then Then even I was holding on my level as well. I'm holding on such, also holding on a level where it's possible to have that slip, to have that fall. Again, on his level, we cannot even fathom or understand what does it mean when we talk about the faults of Moshe Rabbeinu. But the idea that Moshe Rabbeinu could say that if I was able to slip up, it means because there's this type of sin in the air. There was a little bit of a slip up. There's a riffian, a little bit of a, that, la, that loss, that looseness causes other people as well. It's a very, very important fact. And we have to take that really seriously because the truth is a lot of, a lot of times we feel, especially related to Tisha B'av, this feeling that, you know, things are, uh, you know, who am I? I'm a nobody. Things are tough. Things are rough. My little thing, my little tear and Tisha B'av, what does it really mean for the overall whole? But the truth is everything that we do has a massive impact. And we have a general rule in life. Mida toiva meruba, Chazal says. If there's something which is true in the negative, it's double, triple in the positive. So if Kalal Yisrael, by doing one Avera, can cause Moshe Rabbeinu to sin, God forbid, then so to us, we have the ability, if we do it for the right way, when we're keeping what we're keeping, when we're loving another Jew the way we're supposed to love another Jew, then we try to be Marba, Ava, Vareyas, and Kalal Yisrael. That little bit, can have massive impacts. Massive impacts, massive ripple effects. That's the biggest lawyer. That's big, that's massive. So we understand Darshan Smuchin, the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu is juxtaposing the Meimariva the together in the, when he's talking about the Meraglim is because they're inherently connected. One is inherently tied to the other. We have to understand that. It's a very big aside. Again, but a person can feel very, very sad. Say, oh, who am I? What am I? I'm not gonna, what can I do? Adarabah. Adarabah, me, my little Jew, sitting in a corner in a base medrash where no one else is there. No one sees you, no one knows you're there, no one... That has massive impact on Klai Yisrael. Massive, massive, massive impact on Klai Yisrael. And you know what, you can even go a little, a little bit further. It doesn't have to be even the learning. It could be the small things. You walk in the base medrash and you see a tissue on the floor, pick it up, no one's going to know you're there. Because the truth, my Rebbe says something amazing. My Rebbe says, you know, anybody, oh, it, it takes... Small people can do the big things. The more Hashem that we see. Small people have been known to do amazing big things. But it's the great people that do the small things. Because the small things are really the big things in life. Because those build up to the no, big things. If, you, if you're worried about the small things, then you're ultimately, uh, you'll be uh, in it when, when it comes to the big things. Oh. Uh, when you that little tiny thing that no one else knows about, but it adds, let's say, you know, you think about it practically, it adds just to the feeling that you're in a nice space manager, you're in a clean base manager. Some, that's for sure. You, you have no idea what you, what, you, what you stopped an impending danger to somebody else. You have no idea what these things. But small little zachin, these small things add up to something big. It takes many small people can do great things, which is amazing, not to belittle it. But it takes great things to do small things. My Rebbe, Gedali Einimer, when he used to, he was a, he was a Tal Muvak of Rebbe Elimeyer Blacht, which is Shiva of Tells in Cleveland, originally from Tells in, Tells in, in Lita. My Rebbe, he would literally walk in the base manager, and he, he himself personally, he wouldn't ask a bacher to go clean up this, go take out that, could you take out this? He would do it himself. Now, and, I, and there, are many, there were a few times where it wasn't even a full base manager, one or two people were there. 
But those two people that saw it, that was a lesson for the rest of their life. I mean, it was a small little action. Small piece of trash with big impact. Because then it, it leads on to generations later being talking about that. That's an attitude. There you go. And there are many stories of Gedalia's of Gedali story, of Rosh Hashivas. In the early years, before the yeshiva became known as the big yeshiva, the Rosh Hashivas themselves would go into the bathroom and switch. They would be the ones to switch the tissues in the, in the, in the, in the, in the toilets. Yeah. Yeah, that's called Kovra Torah. It takes this. It, many small people can do great things. Again, that we've seen that many times. And then everybody should always endeavor to be a, a small person who does a great thing. But it takes even a, a greater person to do the small things. So, we should be working on this Indian. Good, Shabbos, and it should have Mashiach come soon because we need it. We need it. Amen. Amen. Amen.